have no idea oh my god dave it's your parents birthday. i had a feeling it was <laughs> i had a feeling it was i had a feeling it was i'm, look, I'm thinking about historic days Come I had on. A feeling. but yeah but you would be like oh it that's my mom's day. birthday i wouldn't be like that when he's talking about pearl I, harbor and shit like i know that. tim so i was like this is definitely his parents birthday i know a definitely. stop that's very funny uh, what a classic moment again on Kirk, the Kirk Minahan show. Oh, we'll just keep playing it once is enough. Kirk, uh, Carl not knowing his parents' birthday, a great call from Tim in Canton. You're listening, of course, to Minna Fandom. I'm your co-host, Menas. I've got a special guest today who is making his debut on Minna Fandom. Kevin, Kevin from Bristol, how are you? I'm very well. Thanks for having me. It's a... Uh, a long, long-awaited pleasure. And let's just cut the shit. Um, you know, you're definitely a Minifan Hall of Famer, and I'm – I mean, I think I should be in, but, I mean, you've got the the street cred of being, you know, a, a rusted-on Minifan from the EI days calling in. But, yeah, I mean, you, you're essentially – you're a Hall of Famer. I mean, we can dance around it, but you are. Yeah, I mean, if, if there was such a thing – Sure. It, to have a Hall of Fame and not have me in it would be, you know, silly, but I'd be okay with it. I mean, I, I, I played my part for a long time and there's certain things like, you know, me assuming that even if Kirk's shitting on me, the fact that I'm giving content, I thought was fun and I was having a good time with it. And, um, those days are gone and that's okay. But yeah, if there's a Hall of Fame and, uh, you want to throw a green jacket on me at some point, I'd be happy to take it. <laughs> You definitely deserve it, and uh, it's it's unequivocal. Um, yeah, we're, 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 this is audio only release, but for those watching, is, is that Allison getting dressed in the background behind you, leaving your bedroom, or well, what's going I don't on want there? To lose your job. Let's, let's let's just. Uh, wait, she was just here. I was helping her with some. Um, uh, we were uh, making some shakes. Mm. <laughs> some protein shakes. Anyway. Yeah, you and Allison seem to. Have a quite the vibe going on when I've seen you two together. Um, like friendly, of course. Can, uh, friendly. Yes, yes. No, no. I, she, I could, I could be friends with her. I like just when we go to shows, uh, we tend to hang out, and um, mm. I'm just comfortable having her in my presence. She's easy to be around. She's cool mm. as shit. She likes the show. I mean, um, if if there's, I, and I, I like Minna fans in general, but um, yeah, Al, Allison's one of the ones that um, that I appreciate having in my circle. Yeah, really I bet do. you do appreciate having her. Um, so, ha- so how are you going with the Kirk Minahan show? I mean, you, you've been uh, – what's going on with your video? You keep switching aspects. Are you on some multicam setup? I have no idea. I, I, I'm, um, I'm not savvy. I just, I just turned it on and, and uh, Good. maybe at my no, chair's no, moving. Is that it? No, no, no. You, I just keep, like, Sorry. Zo- you just keep zooming in close so I get, like, you know, a good view of your moustache and, and beady eyes mm-hmm. and then you'll zoom out. Anyway. Anyway, the camera loves me. It's just trying to to oh, get more of me. I don't, I don't know. Here we go. We're going to hear more fucking fake Hollywood stories about you allegedly kissing <laughs> Jennifer Grey, the, the star of Dirty Dancing. I mean, can you, you at least you. can you admit to me now that was bullshit? That story. No, no. I I, I kind of wish it was. I I have so many stories I've never even told, and and I can't tell them. But um, but no, that that um, that happened. Unfortunately, it wasn't much. 
we didn't make out, you know, I, by the time, as soon as I learned it was her, um, it, it, it really fucked with my head and I had no game and I, and I, you know, I lost my cool for sure. But, um, but yeah, I brought her a drink. I sat outside above, uh, the Hollywood Hills with her under a heat lamp on a couch outside my boss, Carl's house. And, um, you know, a second of magic ensued. You know what I'm saying? You have to understand, Manners. I was, I was, um, I was very good looking. Oh, come um, on. Every, I fucking, can you stop saying that, Kevin? You're not anymore. Every time no, you're no, on I, the show, I, I was. I, yeah, I was. but you say it every time. We know. Okay, you were cute 25 years ago. I mean, yes, yes, uh, I'm not saying I am now. He's I, impressed I, with I'm that. Still... He, he fucking wants to suck your cock. He's so impressed with your fucking uh, ways in the past, but it's long gone. We don't need to no, hear no, about no. it anymore. I'm still pleasant to look at. I'm not a monster, but no, I'm not what I was. Sure, I, I, I had a lot more confidence back then as well. Now I'm a little more, um, you know, I, I, I'm not as front and center as I used to be. You probably but have a more the- accurate um, understanding of what you're actually like now. Like, you know, that false confidence has eroded away. Yeah, no, I, 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 when I went to LA, I had a huge, I had a big head. I thought that I was um, much more than I was, which, which got me, it got me places. But you know, in the end, um, I realized after ten years out there, it was. Uh, I kind of peaked and it was time to come home and I was fine with that. I had no, you know, I didn't think I was going to be a, a celebrity. I just, I just wanted to be out there and get some movies and get some TV shows some commercials. I did those things. I, I, I succeeded. I, I'm, I'm fine with it. What was um, your, what was your biggest spot? You know, I, I had some lines in a few movies. I had one national commercial. I mean, I, I, I did some things, you know, and, and just being on movie sets and being around um, people creating and making movie pictures. I, I love the movies. I always have. Um, just being on a set and being part of it was, um, was, was, you know, that was, that was all I wanted to do. Uh, and I, I, I wanted a director to say action, me to have a line. And I got that a few times and, and it was, um, it was, it was rewarding, but I didn't, um, I didn't mind leaving. I had 10 years out there and, and, and doing all that stuff, going to casting calls, going into auditions, being in, you know, uh, um, being in groundlings, trying to graduate to each level of groundlings, doing those things was, was fucking awesome you know and I, I hung with really cool people creative people and sometimes i was around celebrities and sometimes they were great sometimes they were pieces of shit um but for the most part um i think i succeeded out there i mean you know how hard it is to get a role in a movie you audition against five thousand people and then you have callback after callback after callback to say two fucking words i mean and, and but when you get that it's like i don't know it it, it, it validates why you went there you wanted to see if you could do it and, you, and i could could I've stayed there longer and maybe gotten more? Sure, but but I was I was content when I left. Who was that prick at the groundling groundlings that kept you down that wouldn't let you progress? There was one, <laughs> Mike McDonald. He he yeah, he, fuck him. He, he did not like me at all. He didn't like my humor. He didn't like me. He, in fact, he told me you will not get past. I was in the last level of groundlings. You have to you have to, you have to kind of um, audition to get into each stage of groundlings. I was in the last level before you make the the, the show where you're a paid member of the cast. And he was one of my final coaches, and he fucking hated me. And and um, I didn't really like him either. I mean, I, I the whole cast, the whole crew would be laughing and, and dying at the skits I was doing, except him. And he's yeah. like, "Your comedy does not fit here." And um, then he said something weird to me, like, "I, I don't even know. You know, we we have enough uh, straight white guys in in, in, the, in the show. You know, uh, it just things like that." And he just he just didn't he just didn't like me. And, and uh, it's you know, I know manners. I'm sure you don't you don't realize this. Uh, I, I like to be liked, so when someone doesn't like me, uh, um, I have a hard time swallowing it. But um, I've gotten better with that with age. 
Yeah. So I, I know maybe like you've been on Montante's show when he's hammered drunk, but I'm not going to let you avoid the question. What was your biggest spot in Hollywood? What movies did you have lines in? So Mina fans can go back and find that footage. So um, I, 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 Oh, no. If it didn't happen and you were lying, you can nope. just complain. It's okay. I, I, there's there's more stuff that I could say that you wouldn't believe that I won't say. But I had lines in a um, – What, you were cute? A student, there was a, um, I was adorable and, 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 and I was witty and I was, um, you know, just, just a pleasure to be around. But th- that, those days, you're right, I have, have dwindled. Now, um, I was in a movie <laughs> called Inuzi at the Alamo. Which was a Netflix movie, and um, okay, it, 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 you can still find it. I, I play a gay Russian. I have a few lines in that. Um, the Alamo. Okay, I'm going to put this in Uzi at the Alamo. An Uzi at the Alamo. I, I was um, okay. It was just, it's just, like I said, it's an independent film. It was just, it was a jump-off point for the writer-director of the film. He now, he now writes uh, big movies in Hollywood, but um, I'm no longer part of that scene. I got my SAG so card. Uzi as in the gun. Uzi at yes. the Alamo. An Uzi at the Alamo. Right. Um, I got my SAG card in Men of Honor, uh, which had um, Cuba Gooding Jr. and Robert De Niro. And I I have a hero shot in the beginning when a helicopter crashes in the water. You see me um, come kind of running through the smoke with a with a a safety ring around my shoulder. I don't speak in that movie, but but just being featured several times, uh, I would get a SAG voucher. And after you get three SAG vouchers, you can get your SAG card. And um, I was I was as big a help and as much front and center as I could be on that film. And I, and I got my SAG card in uh, about a month on that film, maybe maybe uh, three weeks. Um, let's see. I, I did a commercial for Bud Light. Uh, which Bud was Light? Cool. Okay. Yep. Um, I had a line in the movie Shade with uh, Jamie Foxx and Stuart Townsend. And and that on that movie, uh, I was also Dude, Do you want to send us time codes for all this just so we can shade line? I mean, I'll find it. I'll find it. I was a valet. I was a valet in a Las Vegas scene, and Stuart Townsend says, "I wish the mob still ran this town." And I say, "So do I." What and a I line. auditioned against. What a line. <laughs> I auditioned against five thousand people to say, "So do I." And it's funny because in in, uh, in the cast um, after party, they did a, um, a an expose on me, and it was a whole thing about how I came to grips with how to say my line and what the other line could be. There was a whole. There was, there was there's a lot behind the scenes that I was involved in. Um, that was, you know, fun, but no one would ever see it. Um, uh, Dumb and Dumber, the, the 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 horrible prequel, the Dumb and Dumber. I was in that. I was uh, the I was um, the girl's um, boyfriend who played Jessica. I had I, at one point I had three lines in that. Dumb and Dumber prequel, prequel. Yeah, Dumb and Dumb and Dumber. Um, okay. And if you watch the uh, if you watch the director's commentary uh, when I do my line, the guys in the movie that, that was a movie where I hung out with like Shia LaBeouf all the time. Uh, he was a kid in that movie, but he he's like, take me with you. Because I, I every night on that movie, we, we filmed in Buckhead, Atlanta. I lived in Buckhead, Atlanta for a year for that film. And um, every night I, w- I was out partying. I was I was top of my game. I bet I you was, were young, uh, good looking. Oh, you, you have no idea. Plowing yeah, cheeks. You, you would have wanted to have, have fucked me. Fingering Charlotte. And, and I wouldn't have blamed you. I wouldn't. I would not have blamed you. Um, I maybe wouldn't even give you a shot. Um, oh, no, so, so, so it's great. Those, so those, those are a few. Time. Those Great are a time. few. Uh, I've I mean, other things as well. Uh, Goodwill Hunting. Um, I don't have a. I don't have a line, but um, at some point you can see me in Goodwill Hunting, which was. I had a line also. Um, me and the cast director's daughter, Kevin Fennessy, uh, were in a film, were in a scene with Matt Damon and Minnie Driver, and that ended up on the cutting room floor, which happens a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And um, 
you know, cool. Yeah, I know. I've, I've been, I've been, I've, I was a child star and I was written out of a movie. Um, so yeah, I've been there. I've been there, Kevin. I get it. I get how the yeah. game works. Um, That's why we vibe. What was that? That's exactly right. Absolutely. Um, so how are you going with um, KMS at the moment? Well, I mean, I, I still listen to every show. Um, and, and it's, it's, you know, I, I love the show. I always have. No matter, no matter how much I get shit on, I, 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 I'm fine with that. Um, it's different now. I used to listen to the show and, and I listen, sometimes I listen to the show twice. And I would jot down ideas for songs or, or, or character calls or, you know, whatever. I, I, and I love doing that. Um, and I wanted nothing in return. I, I just liked, you know, throwing my hat in the ring and hopefully get a laugh and hopefully add to the content. Um, and like I said, when I was in L.A., I, I was – that's what I would do. I would write skits and I'd write shows and then we'd do groundlings and we'd do, you know, little, little, um, theaters and stuff like that. You're that, born entertainer. This, this, this was my outlet. It. You know, yeah, KMS exactly. was my outlet. And he, even Kirk and Callahan was an outlet for me. And I, I really liked, I, I really liked that, I, that, that I, that I kind of fit in. I felt like I fit in. I felt like I had mm. a home. My humor had a home with, with, with Kirk, especially. Um, and do I miss it? Sure I do. But um, but fuck you if you think that I'm going to waste my time recording songs and writing bits and then they get hang up on and get ignored and not get my name spoken. It, it's 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 you know it, it's it's fine. I, I I still love the show, but I don't I don't I'm not as invested as I once was because there was a time where I was like dissecting everything they were saying and thinking of a good song and thinking of a good character. Whether there's Kermit the Frog should call in this day or so wh- whoever you know. It's like now I'm just a listener and um, you know it's like. That's fine. Most people are just listeners, you know. So I mean, it, it's. But uh, yeah, I, I won't lie. I, I I miss it. I miss, um, you know. But it takes time away from my family to go sit in a studio, write a song, record a song, um, and 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 I don't want to. I don't want to throw that time away anymore. So I'm a, I'm an avid listener. Um, think about think about the fact that Kirk Minahan. Think about how hard it is to have a good podcast in general, and the fucking guy has two great podcasts in two different genres. I mean, I think we're we're we're, we're We've hitched our wagon to a fucking brilliant guy who unfortunately um, yeah it, it's I don't know how to explain it. Good for a podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's a genius. Um, so so it sounds like you sort of got a nice healthy relationship with the show. You keep it at arm's length. Um, you still go to all the live shows. I mean, I saw you at the Wilbur. It was great to finally meet you in person. Um, and you are yeah, a handsome nice. guy, definitely. Um, and, uh, yeah, so you seem to be in a good spot with it. You know, you're enjoying it. You, you got the Minifan community, but you're not setting yourself up for heartbreak again. No, you know, and, and I mean, did you believe, did you truly believe that, that I thought, I was Kirk's friend or even wanted to be Kirk's friend. Did that, was that something that you believed? Cause I didn't. And I don't, I mean, I'm a fan of a guy who entertains the shit out of me. Um, but I don't know him and he sure as fuck doesn't know me. Um, he treats me like a cunt and I still fucking love the show and I'll still defend Kirk. You know, if anyone shits on Kirk, I'm the first guy to defend him. Um, I'm loyal to the show. I'm loyal to Kirk. I'm loyal till the end. I'm loyal to a fault. Um, but yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's an, it's an odd turn where Kirk, who's fucking really smart, smarter than me. Um, he, 
I don't want to say he's a company man, but you know, a, a lot of the 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 show at one point was driven with minifans, you know, in the back of the truck. And now there are barstool personalities and barstool celebrities or what have you that are that are more a part of the show. And that's Kirk being intelligent. You know, I'm not sure how much Barstool would give a fuck if Kirk had, you know, uh, Menners and Kevin from Bristol and fucking, you know, uh, Ari Minahan or, or whoever, you know, a, a, as a, a bigger part of the show. So what he's doing is is fucking intelligent. But, you know, um, I, I loved when there were more Minna fans, whether it's calling, doing prank calls, doing parody songs. You know, I loved that. But the show's evolved. And I still love the show. It, it's, you know, I, I love Steve. I love Dave. I love that, you know, whoever's there for a while eventually is going to be just opened up, dissected and exposed, you know, for being, you know, and, and all of it is content and all of it's comedy. It's, it's, um, and he, fucking Mike, Mike is, is on a fucking roll where all of a sudden for a while now, he has no fear of failure because he's not, it, Kirk can quit tomorrow. Mike, like, oh, that's fine. All right. You know, he, 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 he is not, um, he doesn't seem afraid anymore. Kirk's flipping out. He's like, well, that was awkward. You know, he's just, he's, he's, he, he's in a place now cause he's not being paid and he doesn't, you know, he, I think he loves being on the show, but I don't think he would mind not being on the show as much as he used to. He doesn't seem to be bothered by the minifans and the jokes anymore. Um, so, so yeah, the show's evolved and it's, um, I, I, I am, I am loving the ride. It, it, is it, is it to me peak KMS? You know, like I said, I, I, I liked certain things, but I love certain things now. So it's 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 fine. Did you think Carl would be more um, helpful in sort of fostering a good relationship between the main show and Minna fans? And, you know, I, I sort of felt towards the end of Steve's reign, obviously, there was a real divide between the Minna fans and Steve. And I thought maybe Carl would break down those barriers, but it actually seems like in a different way, he's actually worse than Steve. Not not a hateful, spiteful way like Steve. No. More an incompetent, you know, not replying to messages, not keeping a track of stuff. Um, you know, it seems like if the Minna fans are brought up, it's actually Kirk saying to Carl, oh, did you get this bit of audio? Or, you know, have, you know, it's not actually Carl looking at Minifan stuff anymore. It's it's Kirk because Kirk's, you know, a, a wonderful host. He's, he's um, you know, so thorough. He would not let any bit of content, maybe even this, um, go, drift by without listening to it, whereas Carl's not like that. Yeah. Um, Dave is a bit of a beautiful mind. Um, I appreciate him for what he is. I love him on the show. I like him as a person. Whenever I see him, he's a pleasure to be around. But he's indifferent. He's indifferent towards Minifans. You know, um, Steve openly would hate some Minifans, but I'll tell you what, whenever um, he would reach out to me, if I reached out to him, he got back to me. I, I had a great relationship with Steve. I've reached out to, to, to Dave, you know, many times, just, just you know, um, because I, either I had an idea or something I wanted to do or whether it was anything, you know. And um, sometimes he gets back, sometimes he doesn't. But like I said, I don't think it's because he doesn't like any certain people. I just think he's indifferent. I think he has, um, you know, another world that, that he's involved with, and with, with, whether it's his family or his mom or whatever it is. He's definitely not as, um, he doesn't keep the, the people connected as much as he did, let's say on like the hits show he had. Yeah. You know? Very strange. Um, how many times, like, have you tried to call in recently? I thought maybe Gert, Gertie Lowe was you, Is it, you know, would that no. be right? <laughs> No, no. Uh, the, the the few times I've called in, very very um, 
innocuous. I did. I, I may have called to ask a question or to say something. I just disguised my voice, and and it's funny. It's really funny to me. Um, not that I think that I'm in Kirk's head, or I, I open. You know, I have. I have, you know, free rental property in his brain. But there are times Kirk thinks it's me. He's like, what's the area code? You know, and he's waiting oh, yes, for that 401 because yes. he wants to hang up on me, which is fine. Uh, but um, it's not me. If it were me, it wouldn't be shit. Because, um, you know, even though some of my whiny crybaby stuff was garbage, when I put the time in, my calls were usually, you know, above average to fucking great. Okay. So you have you've sort of given up, but you're right. A lot of the time, Kirk's well, like get area code, area code, thinking yeah, yes, it's you, and yes. he did that with Gertie Lowe. Um, yeah. Did sound like you a little bit. Um, I also liked it when, like, there was at the Wilbur, you were on the balcony, and Kirk got very close to you at one stage, and there was that sort of awkward, your sort of awkward interaction where you both tried to keep as much distance as possible from each other. Uh, it, it's it's you know. If he says that I, that I annoy him, um, I have to respect that. So what I will do is, um, if I'm around him, I just kind of walk away. Or I'll turn my back to him, um, just so he doesn't have to deal with me, and I don't have to deal with him. You know, I, I don't want to want someone who doesn't like me. Um, I don't want to take a picture with him. I don't want to shake your hand. Um, you know, I just like the show. I love the show. But you know, when I see Kirk, I just walk another direction. I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need it. There, are, there are people who are like, you know. I don't know. I, I, I want the show side of it. You don't Kirk like Kirk and, anymore, do you? Oh, I, I, I like Kirk, the host of the show. I don't know Kirk, the person. But, you know, I, I don't want to give someone at any effort of my time or, or, or anything like that if, if they're going to, you know, when, when like I said, if Kirk walks in, in an area that I'm in, I just walk somewhere else. I'm not mad about it. I'm not even upset about it. I just, you know, I just don't want to deal with someone who – um I don't know. There was there was one time we were at uh, the VIP room for the uh, Wilbur, and um, I was standing with uh, Allison and um, finger down her pants, right? Right, <laughs> well, partially. And um, who else was there? Um, Lauren. Bing, yep. Bing. And, and, yep. Yes. And I felt bad because Kirk was making the rounds to talk to people, and when he saw that I was with them, rather than come talk to them, he. T- turn the other way and they don't deserve that. So, so I tried to get away from them, hoping he'd go back and say hi to them. And I think he did, you know, but it's like, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm okay with awkward moments too. So it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't phase me. But, um, you know, I, I felt like, wow, I, I got the people that I was standing next to the, they got the cold shoulder because they were with me. And, um, I remember, bef- yeah, I remember before I ever did a Minifan show, it was the Aussie Minifan show in 2019, and I'd been listening to Kirk since 2014, 2013, 14, and I, I thought very carefully, do I want to do a Minifan show? Because I know the closer you get to Kirk, the kind of uglier it gets. Not him, but you know, if you throw your hat into the ring, if yeah. you start to make content, you know not only are you going to get shit on, but it actually could go badly and you end up, um, you know, hating someone that you admire. Yeah, no, I definitely don't hate Kirk. Not, 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 not by a, not in a country mile. It's almost like Kirk has only child syndrome, except he's not an only child. Does that make sense to you? Say it again. It's almost like Kirk has only child syndrome. Yes. Except he's not an only child. He, he, um, he's not a good sharer. I don't think. He, uh, 
<laughs> Kirk, I think Kirk hates how much people around him uh, it would be loved. You know, if, if people liked my calls or my songs, uh, if people liked someone too much, he did not like them. You know, um, if someone, especially a minute fan, is loved, uh, Kirk will end up hating them, dis- dispelling them. Kirk will not speak their name anymore, not take their calls. It's not just me. I think other people, too. The more you are, he doesn't want somebody taking shine off of his fucking work, which, you know, to an extent is is okay. But, um, you know, Kirk would always say how, like, Howard Stern hated when Whackpackers um, got famous off of his coattails. And to me, Howard Stern is a, is a small person. That's that's the mark of a small, selfish, um, insecure person. I mean, why not be happy for somebody who who gets a little shine? You know, uh, and, and it's not like you know, it's not like the, the whack packers didn't do anything. They they would they would totally and, and not trust me. I care less about the whack packers, um, but they're they're embarrassing themselves and they're putting themselves out there for ridicule and to be seen. And, and, and sometimes they would whether it's making money off of. Uh, uh, showing up at, a, at an event and they, they charge money. All these things um, I would be indifferent to if it were me. Or if, if nothing else, I would be happy for someone else. Oh, good. Someone's getting some love and they got it. Like like the Simpsons came from um, – this is really off the wall. The Simpsons came from uh, – what's her name? She's an English uh, comedian. Um, she had her own show there. Yeah, and they did little sketches, little Yeah, but, well, 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 she, she, she is uh, – um, fuck – she had a song with Paul McCartney. They don't mm. know about us. They've never heard of love. No, I'll Google Trace, it. Tracy Ullman. Tracy Ullman. Uh, Tracy Fuck, Ullman. My brain is good. Yeah. The Tracy Ullman show spawned The Simpsons. To this day, Tracy Ullman's proud of that. They're way bigger than she is. They're, she's pretty much nothing these days, and The Simpsons are still going strong. Um, it's, it's like, trust me, I don't think that I'm The Simpsons and Kirk's Tracy Ullman. If anything... Kirk is the Simpsons and Family Guy and whatever, you know, um, South Park. And I am, you know, uh, an actor in a commercial that happens to walk by during one of the shows. I don't think that I'm anything bigger than I am. But if people like Howard Stern and Kirk and they see somebody who might get some love or might get some attention um, from being part of his world, uh, I think he drops the guillotine on them. And that's 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 his prerogative. I, I, I can't say anything for it or against it. It's not something that I would do, but I'm different. But it is a, it is a little bit hypocritical because you can't have a show that uses the Minna fans and the fans for content when you want it, but then when oh you know people like it too much, you start to try and push it down. I mean, you, you kind of can't have it both ways. Well, all the reason Kirk can is because he can. He's done it, and um, it's he's a success. You know, and and, and a lot of the time it is funny. Remember when the visiting nurse from Rhode Island would call? <laughs> and he would just never take his call, <laughs> you know. And I don't think he brought any great content, so it was kind of funny. But you know, there's also a time where it's like for me, um, I was uh, well blacklisted, or I couldn't I couldn't call in, or I was hung up on. And I thought to myself for a while, that's funny, you know. And then all of a sudden, it was like, okay, it's just never going to end. So now it's not funny anymore. It's kind of like okay, I, I am um, I have to relegate myself to a different kind of. Um, person as part of the show was just just a listener and and I, like I said I enjoy doing those things it's a great outlet for me. Um, do you think do you think if Kirk we were to get Kirk in a, in a quiet spot with no Minna fans around he would admit that you are a Hall of Famer and he likes you? I don't think he cares enough 
either way. I don't. I think you know he when he's on, when he's on his show, when he's doing his thing. Um, I think that he does whatever he has to do to make the show entertaining and, and funny, and you know you want to listen to the next show, and he accomplishes that. So I mean, I don't think if you know we were alone together, me and Kirk. Um, I don't think he would care either way. What do Kirk and I have in common? Um, probably not much. He seems like he's a great dad. I think the best thing I do is being a dad. So if that's our only common bond, uh, there wouldn't be much, you know, between us, you know, besides the show. And on the show, you know, if we shared that stuff, yeah, we'd be fine, you know, for a show. But out in the real world, you know, um, I, I don't – we probably wouldn't, you know, even – have much to talk about besides the show, besides being a dad. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe music, maybe movies, but you know, you both entertainers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, on different levels, I was a success in, in Hollywood. He was not. So, I mean, he's a success now and I'm not, so it's fine. Would you classify your time in Hollywood as successful though? Yeah. Yeah, I would. I, um, people go out there every day. Tons of people go out there every day. Mm. And they do nothing. They, 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 they get nowhere. They do nothing. I mean, it was, it was difficult. I started off, you know, being an extra all the time, being a production assistant. I got my SAG card. I got to know people. I got to be on things in things, you know? Um, yeah, I, I, I had stuff. I, you know, I had stuff written that was in movies. I had stuff, you know, I, I got to say lines I, I, to me that that was uh, that's successful. I, I think people go out there every day. They spend years and years and years out there and they do nothing, you know? Um, well, what I, admire, I did to me was a success. I admire the fact that you followed your dream and you gave it a red hot go. And yeah, you obviously, you know, were relatively successful and, um, you know, congratulations. Well done, Kev. Now, thank you. I want to talk about some show stuff. Um, so just, you know, as we record this, it, it is all happening. So mm. it seems like WEI is done, D O N E, gone. Uh, finished, so I, I think there'll be a lot of grave dancing in the next um, couple yeah. of weeks from Kirk. Is, is yeah, that- there'll be some there'll be some emergency shows for sure, which which I I can't wait for. And there was some talk online that um, Mutt deserved one more call as Captain Hungwell. Were you able to get through to Mutt? Yes, <laughs> I didn't recently, but I probably called Mutt um, last week as Captain Hungwell. I, I, Mutt will take my call. Mutt will play along. Mutt's fucking gold, man. Mutt deserved a, a, Agreed, Mutt, Mutt deserves better. Mutt, Mutt always played along, whether he was the butt of the joke or whether he was telling the joke. Mutt's a fucking Mutt's gold. He's he's really something. He deserved better than than the uh, fate he was he was delivered. Mutt to um, KMS. But you know, I, I called Mutt last week and um, I did some stupid voice. He knew it was me. And I what I was saying was I wanted to say how people were different things, and the end of the joke was going to be. You know, if Christian Arcan was a building, he would only accept deliveries in the rear, and that would have been my, my little joke for Mutt. And he, I didn't—I got cut off before I got there. Um, I was trying to be as clever as I could without saying that that Christian Arcan takes it in the ass because um, uh, little jokes like that, little little—if I get stuff like that, you know, in in the show, you know, that's a, that's a, uh, that's fun for me. That's a good time. Yeah. So I'm looking forward. Oh, uh, to- and what about what about? Uh, hold on. What about Rico Bosco? Incredible. Um, He's gone. Is is gone. And it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like Kirk enjoyed Rico, you know, because Kirk loves guys who are always on. 
Yeah, he really does. Loves guys that are yeah. always on. Yeah, right. Rico's so natural. Um, so yeah, Dave Portnoy put out a statement. Um, you know that Rico's time is finished at Barstool, and then Rico put out this nonsensical tweet. We'll make statements and thank you all at a later date. Dot dot dot. Just really only one thing to say. Hell of a show. Now, I tweeted out that I think Rico leaving is not a great loss. It's not a great loss for Barstool. It's not a great loss for KMS. It's not a great loss for Team Minahan. And I, I've got a lot of people piling on because it seems like Rico is a man of the people. And um, my thing is, I actually thought Rico was entertaining on Barstool picking with Dan and um, Portnoy. But generally, you know, I don't think Rico really fit into the KMS world. You know, his his calls were okay, but he's very replaceable. Yeah, his calls were not as good as mine. No, um, absolutely not. But but you know what? I, I and I the strike rate. Going. Sorry, the strike rate was way down on yours. Like he called up a thousand times, and four or five of them hit, and the rest, mm. Kirk is fake laughing. It's just incredible. But you know, there there are certain people that I think make Kirk happy. And, and when, when Kirk's happy, I think that he, um, I don't know, he gets in a groove that's very, very easygoing. And it's very, some, some shows just flow. And, I, and for some reason, uh, guys like Rico and guys like um, uh, The Rocket there, what's his name? Carabas. Yeah, the, made Kirk happy. And like I said, when, when I, I, I like uh, two things. I like when, when somebody makes Kirk uh, flip the fuck out. And I like when somebody makes Kirk happy. Uh, both those things are very enjoyable. And um you know, Kirk, Kirk knew which people he liked having around. And um, like I said, the shows seemed to have a nice a nice smoothness to them. Um, and then, of course, even when a show's cut short because Kirk flips the fuck out and, and leaves the, 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 um, the show, you know, it's one of those things where, uh, I don't know, that's, that's um, enjoyable. But there's mm -hmm. also people who put him in a good place, put Kirk in a good place and he felt comfortable and he could talk to them and it was easygoing. I mean, were, were, the, were the conversations anything great with Carabas or with Rico? No, but it's all with how, what kind of place they put Kirk in. I mean, I don't like a lot of the Barstool characters, but if they make Kirk happy, the show's better. And Kirk could, Kirk could helm a show with fucking, you know, homeless people and it would be entertaining. Kirk could helm a show with whoever. As long as Kirk's at the helm, the show is usually going to be fucking great. Um, so yeah, it, 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 I don't care if Barstool people are on the show or not. I'd rather them not be. Um, but for the ones that make them happy, uh, the show comes across, I don't know, easy and, and, and flowing and, and I don't know, I could just tell the difference. Um, I, I wonder what Rico is going to do, whether he's going to go back to firefighting, whether he's, um, got a, maybe he's going to DraftKings where <laughs> Carabas was. Or is still um, so maybe he's following him. Um, it's a surprising loss. Obviously, he didn't get the hundred k uh, from nope. Kirk that he asked for. Um, just you know, w w if if Kirk would offer you a hundred k for one appearance a week, would you take it? No, 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 sir. No, no. I, I, any anything that I would ever do for the show or for Kirk, I would just like to do um, out of my own heart mm. and brain. I, I, I never uh, – the whole thing that Kirk flipped out saying, you know, I don't owe you anything. <laughs> Remember that? Yes. He went yes. And it wasn't just me. Just he's like, I don't owe any of you people anything. And, and I agree with him. He doesn't. He doesn't owe us anything. But, you know um, – yeah, I I, No, you know, but I think, I think he does. We're his fans. No. Well, we're his fans. Okay. So, so don't be, you know, a horrible twat to me. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I don't want anything more than that. 
Um, I don't even mind being horrible to me. Like I, I really I remember when um, who was it? Uh, what's his name? The the, the pedophile there, uh, rehab guy. Um, he's he's gone now, but he still Snell uh, does reviews. No, no, no. Um, back in the day, uh, uh, DEC. Oh, DEC, right? Wow. DEC, DEC had a whole show devoted to him being a cunt. Remember that? It was, it was, yes, um, yes, yes. Yep. Absolutely. And, and what did he Terrible do? Terrible doctor, doctor something. <laughs> I know you didn't care for it, but you know what? I, I fucking loved it. And I thought anyone with a, with a brain would have been like, I just got a show devoted to me being a cunt. And he left, he was done. He was done with the show after that. Mm, Whereas, you know, I, I, I would have, I would have thought that was, tremendous i never even got a chance to, to stick up for myself never mind kirk had guys on he disagree with you know and, and not that i even wanted or needed that but i didn't get a show devoted to me being you know a whiny little bitch or a whiny little cunt i didn't get that um and i still i'm still here i still uh, i still love it all there's still time to get that show uh, dedicated to you being a cunt um just want to say to everybody that's giving me shit about rico um i don't have to pretend to like rico like Kirk. like all you fucking rico fans out there good on you I, I don't actually think rico was worthless because i liked all his fucking baby act when he was with kirk and uh, dan and he you know he kept complaining I, I did find that content entertaining but you can all fuck off if you try to say he was good for kms <laughs> it's bullshit it, fine not a terrible person like he's he's no snell or anyone but um it's no great loss so i'm sticking to that or you, you can all fuck off um I love the beginning to today's show where Kirk just got stuck into Cullinane for being a dick. He said, Dave is not a good guy. Um, he said he, he started with Dave being an asshole over Chris um, Castellani's um, a tweet. Um, then he said, um, you know, Carl is a bad person. Um, and, and, you know, I think Kirk was sort of thinking about all the things like Dave's selfishness, Dave ignoring his parents' birthdays. Um, you just, Dave comes across as very selfish and a bit of an asshole, and um, you know that was a very funny start to the show. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if he's an asshole as much as he is. Um, like I said, he, he's he's um, what's the word I use? It was perfect. Um, he's 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 un. How did you fucking do a movie? Can't even spit out a line. Anyway, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I it's it's. Uh, do you want me to script this? Do you want me to give you a script next time? Oh, if I have a script, I'll fucking destroy it. I, can I bet you would. I bet you right. would. I'll send it over next time. Jesus. Uh, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> he's indifferent. That's, he's indifferent. The, the word I was looking for was indifferent. But how can you be indifferent about your parents, Kevin? Well, he's he's self-absorbed, but it's because he was probably spoiled. He's the baby of the family. You know, everything was about him. Everything, you know, his, his you know, when his mother wasn't blackout drunk, she was probably doting on him. And and he um and he's still he's still the baby of the family. He still you know um, expects everything to be about him and revolve around him. And you know I mean listen I I, I don't think any of it's malicious. I think he's he's adorable and has a decent heart. But I do think he's self indulgent. You know uh, um. But whether something's not intentionally malicious, it's still like you can still be an asshole to someone whether it's unintentional or intentional, and you're still an asshole like. Uh, like obviously the motivation is slightly different, but I still, I, I just, anyway, I, 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 yeah. And then Kirk, Carl made the huge mistake. Kirk gets into him and Carl goes, spare me. And then he goes, stop being a cunt. And then, you know, Kirk really just fucking went, I'm not going to spare you. I'm your fucking boss. And you just called yeah. me a cunt. And one day that's not going to be okay. 
and I just you could just tell and and you you're right Mike blind Mike just giggling on the sideline and adding yeah. the odd comment oh you can tell these two are working a lot together you know all that stuff um, but yeah I I think there's been some things that have just been marinating with Kirk for a while about Cullinane and uh, it just sort of came out today in frustration. Well, I, I, I I'm sure. I'm sure Colony is doing a great job on the case. I think the case is. I, I'm. I'm. I, I really, really, truly enjoy it, and I'm so surprised that that a guy can be amazing in, in two different genres like that. But it's just it's Kirk. But I think Steve was probably a harder awards, worker. Yeah, I've won awards in two different podcast categories. Mm-hmm. And you have too. Yep. True oh, crime oh, and you, you, you are. You know, I, I think people don't give you enough credit for your longevity and you, and your stick to itiveness and the fact that you're still doing this and it's still good. It's still enjoyable. Um, no, you, you, you are. Um, you're the gold standard as far as uh, a minute fan podcast goes. There, there aren't oh, many you. I could think of that that are more, you know, fantastic as yours. No, I'm pretty now, versatile. People say that I'm an all-rounder. But um, just on the case, um, we'll, we'll, we'll go off, Dave, because we've piled onto that fuckhead enough. And uh, I, I have to just ex- – I keep this battle, you know, and, you know, Red used to keep me balanced, you know. But Cullinane is still – he, he – Day to day, he's not a bad person. Uh, you know, his ambivalence and certain things are frustrating, but just got to accept for him for what he is. But on- and, and isn't that isn't that content? Isn't that isn't is it Dave being you know, like you said, as ambivalent as, as indifferent as he is, as clueless as he is sometimes? Isn't that just wonderful content? Is is, is Kirk but a genius? Not for always pulling those puppet strings. Because there's a lot of disenfranchised Minna fans out there. So, you know, as you say, I love the inside baseball's content, the, the Minna fan content, the Minna fans in the car, all the Minna fan drama, all the Minna fan shows. But, you know, you as the producer, you have to foster that. You have to fertilise the ground. You have to water the plants. You know, you just have to subtly keep it going. And uh, Dave's not doing that at all, and so there's there's really no other there's no other shows about KMS. You cannot, you know, what whatever Beyond Average Mick does. There's only usually five minutes on KMS. There's just nothing else, you know. So, yeah. um, you know, that's not all Dave's fault. But yeah. you know, I've I've made pitches to Dave. You know, I well, wanted to do oh, a rundown on. a rundown for the show where Minna fans are involved, but it just never got past you know stage one. Well, let's 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 be fair to Dave, though. I don't think Kirk is all that interested in having Minna fans be a big part of the of the show world as much anymore either. Like I said, Company Man Kirk is really invested in in disagree. you know absolutely in, in, disagree in touching base with Barstool, and, and he's Snell, that's did, smart. Snell he's, did five shows, and he was asked into studio. Snell did five or, or maybe yeah, even less than point. five crappy shows. So take that back, Sam. Well, 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 regardless of the shows, apologize. He did, I apologize. Think Kirk, Kirk, no, no, you're, you're right. That's a great point you Thank made. You. It's Thank a very you. good point. You, 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 there are times people are smarter than me, and I, and I can, I can, Thank I you. can, um, I can uh, I needed that. say that out loud and not be embarrassed. I'm fine with that. You made a great point. You, you checkmate menace. Um, but Snell wasn't the shows that he did. Kirk saw a guy who was unhinged, and and I think what, as soon as Kirk realized that some of it was a bit, that some of it wasn't authentic fucking craziness, eh, Kirk disconnected the hitch. You know, but but when Kirk saw this guy do some shows, and the guy seemed like, okay, this could be uncomfortable, this could be awkward, this could be fucking bonkers crazy, and Kirk said, let's give it a shot. And and and, and you know, it, it's actually different than Kirk saying, I want someone on the show as as a guest host who is um, underwhelming. 
you know, which, you know, he doesn't want anyone to not that so not even even the great myself is not going to go in there and upstage Kirk. Kirk is Kirk. But I think he he for the most part wants someone to stay in their place, you know, and, and, and chime in when he wants them to. And and that's probably smart. I think, you know, um uh Snow have you enjoyed was yeah, have you different. enjoyed the Mina fans going in like Montante and Alice Shattuck and Tom Shattuck? Who else has been there? I can't remember. Glass Spiegel, he's not a Mina fan. Um, have you enjoyed those um, appearances? Yeah, I, 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 I've enjoyed them. Sure, I, I, I like Montante quite a bit. I even, I even, um, I don't, I don't think she was quite comfortable enough. But I, I like Alice Shattuck. I liked Tom Shattuck. was was a lot of fun on the show. Um, a lot of fun. Um, he, he was probably one of the few who was a little um, more unhinged than I ever would have imagined, and I thought <laughs> it was really entertaining. Um, but you know, um, well, like I said, as long as Kirk is helming the ship, it's, it's going to be good. Anyone you'd you like know, to I, see in there more? Any Mina fans? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think back to when. Remember when Kirk had? Um, and there's been a lot of, of of ugliness with a lot of the Mina fans, and I, I can't imagine somebody would would uh, continue to talk to people who have whether it was uh, terrorized Kirk or his family or talked about his daughter. But, you know, remember the time that um, Stephen Providence was in and Tim was in and oh, I was, that was so phone. good. That was very, um, good. to me, that is, you know, that, what well, that that's, and, you know, not only because I'm part of it, I laughed my fucking ass off, even when it wasn't my bit, you know, the stuff with um, whether it's Alice Shattuck or whether it's Matante or, or God forbid, Clemmer. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was entertaining, but I wasn't necessarily like, you know, losing my shit, laughing unless Kirk, you know, threw in a great barb or a great fucking, you know, when he talks about, you know, whatever, Clemmer's father, Clemmer looking like he has fucking polio and AIDS or whatever it is, you know, those things made me laugh. But, but, you know, the shows back in the day, and even like you said, all the spinoffs, all, all the, um, the KMS, the, the, the OG Minifan show, the, um, the game show that, that, that fucking, uh, what's his name had the drinking buddies. Um, that, that time right there was, was, you know, that was the golden era. There was a lot going on, and, and mm. you know, Kirk was involved. He talked about it. The Meta fans were involved. And um, maybe that was great for me and not great for the show, but um, I liked it. I liked it a lot then. I still like it a lot now, you know. But th- and that's me, and, and, and I am uh, – not that I'm polarizing. I think there are two kinds of people, Menners. There are people who like me, and there are people who say they don't like me. But it's only saying that because they, they think a lot of people like me, so they, they, they hate themselves for liking me so much. It's very difficult for me to, to believe there are people out there that, that actually hate me. Um, so so for me to say I liked a certain show or didn't like a certain show, I know that I am um, different. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I mean, we'll see the reception to this episode. Maybe it'll be polarizing as well. Um you know, Montante got some shit uh, because on Minifandom, we, we talked about a guest suggestion he had. He had that that person with 19 million followers and Kirk yeah. was very upset with his instincts. And I have to say, uh, it, it was terrible instincts. Unless you're a Minifan, doesn't matter how many um, followers you have, you know, Kirk's not going to want you on the show. Um, you know, I, I, Kirk would take someone with zero followers. He would take someone, you know, like I said, a homeless guy out of a dumpster. If he believed it'd be, it'd be good for him and his show, um, yeah, that that's Montante. Just I mean, Montante is, uh, uh, you know, he's he's a gambler. He's um, he's about numbers and about dollars, and and you know, he probably thought to himself, you get somebody like that on there, and you're going to spread your brand. But yeah, obviously, you don't know Kirk because Kirk doesn't give a shit about that stuff. Um, 
Well, I'm talking on both sides of my mouth because I did say that Kirk is is incorporating himself with a lot of the barstool personalities because he's a company man. But Kirk has a job, and Kirk will get paid, and Kirk can stay as long as he wants. And I mean, let's be honest. Do you believe that in a couple of years Kirk's gonna just walk away? I don't. Oh, absolutely not. No, 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 no. It's no. great. It's great. Uh, he could tell you he'll leave tomorrow, and I'm like, holy fuck, Kirk's leaving tomorrow. And then then, he, then he's back, and I, and I hope he's healthy and he stays a long time. Um, and I hope he leaves on his own terms and all that stuff. But he is. He's built a bridge to Barstool that I think that he is um, he can write his own story. It's a great a great point to start your negotiations from for a new contract. If you're like, I don't really care, like I'm happy to retire. Yes. And you know, Barstool's like, yeah, no, stay, stay. We're gonna keep getting you to do podcasts that we don't and, and you know what it's for. And you know, I, I, I went at the um at the show in, in at um what the fuck's it called? The Cheeky Monkey there. Yes. Where Portnoy was there. Portnoy's fucking fascinated by the Minifans and fascinated by our, our allegiance to Kirk. And, I, I, and he, he stayed because I think he wanted to endear himself to us. And I got to say, he was pretty cool uh, dealing with everybody, you know, even when he wasn't on the show afterwards, taking pictures and talking shit. And he was, um, I thought he'd be, I, I don't know, more standoffish. And he was not at all, not at all. I, I was, I was, I was impressed with, I mean, I talked to him for two minutes and he was really just normal. And, and, and decent and um you know uh but yeah I, he stayed at that show because um he's fucking flummoxed mm. by how kirk can tell someone to get on their knees with two beers in their hand and crawl across the stage and they do it and then they get up and they do it again because kirk tells them to and and dave was just like hold what the fuck's going on here it was it was almost the show was good just being there with with, with minifans fans and being that vibe and that feel. You probably couldn't good. hear it though, could you? You couldn't. Hear oh no, I, I was I was front and center. I could okay. I, I heard everything. I, I didn't even for me they didn't even need microphones. I was I was next to um, Steve Robinson Subaru. The poor kid was fucking lambasted. He was Ooh, so I'm, bombed. I met him at um, the Wilbur. I think he's a nice kid, but I think he gets nervous and he drank his face off. And you know, and I was telling him, listen, quiet down. Stop yelling out. And he'd be like, let's let's get drunk. And I'm like, you already are drunk. Please drink some water. <laughs> and he's and he's waving his hands and yelling at Kirk. And and, I, and, I, and you could see the look in Kirk's face. He wanted him decapitated. Uh, which I don't blame him. He was, you know, he was he was, you know, the kind of the kind of fan Kirk doesn't like when you're loud and obnoxious and you know, uh, and um you know, of course Kirk made comedy out of it and it worked. But um I could tell the kids just he's there, he's up front, he's nervous, he kept drinking, and then he got he got stupid. And um, you know, but we were close enough, they didn't need microphones for us to hear them. We were right there in front of them while they were doing the show. And and, you know, as usual, it was good. And Dave was um enthralled. He couldn't leave. Kirk said, you know, you don't you don't have to stay. And he said, No, I I I, I want to stay. He was he was, you know, elbow deep in Minifan vagina. All right, Kevin, we've got some great listener questions to get into. But before we get into that, just wanted to on the case. I'm loving season two. I'm loving these short episodes. It's a gripping yep. case. I haven't been able to stop thinking about when episode three is going to drop. So to all those fucking idiots out there that are saying it's not long enough. Saying it's too short? I yeah, fucking hate them. Off, jump off a fucking bridge. Jump fucking off, so jump, stupid. Go up to the Hancock Centre and jump off it, you fucking idiots. I mean, it is it is brilliant. He's, he's basically, he's investigating a case and drip feeding his findings. And, you know, I would rather 23 minutes of great 
stuff that we got than some of the episodes in season one that kind of went on a bit and went on all these strange tangents. I think this is fantastic. It sounds better than season one. So Cullinane is making great audio. So congratulations. In in Steve's defense, a lot of the audio was outside, wind whipping, in the woods. I mean, there, oh, there was a lot of, you know. The music was off and it was too loud. But no, you're, you're right. But I, I, I think I think Kirk has also grown. He's 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 you know, he's found his voice. He's found his, I mean, I, I, like I said, here's a guy who who is funny and, and kind of unhinged. And here he is, you know, I think with his heart clearly exposed, his, his voice is very genuine. He's, he's um, I, I, I'm, I, he, I'm trying to get my wife to listen to it. Um, because I think it's something that people who are not fans of, of KMS uh, can listen to and, and just be shocked at how good it is. Two episodes in, and 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 I like you said, I can't wait for the next one to come out. I can't wait. I, I, I'm looking up stuff on my own outside of the the case because I'm so interested. Because because he made me interested. It, it, it's 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 working. It's really working. It, it, he could just do that if he wanted to and be a success. I've said that many times. That's what I think his next incarnation will be. True crime stuff, TV shows on a streaming platform, some audio to go with it, and, um, you know, he can say goodbye to, to the KMS world. Um, all right, let's get into listening. But, 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 I, don't, but I don't think he will. <laughs> no, but eventually. Just, just my- my opinion. Uh, eventually, he might. Um, anyway, if you know, if he was paid enough money, if if Netflix say, okay, you know, he's a million bucks a year to do true crime, but would prefer it if you didn't do a show where you're making fun of people and stuff on the side. Well, I, I, to me, I think um, he'd rather do something he enjoys than take any money. I, I, I don't think it's. I think it's about his. Um, but he would enjoy that, Kevin. He would be working with massive budgets. Oh, no, he wouldn't you're have right. you saying, morons with Cullen. He'd have a team of producers around him. I think he would love all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he they're doing a lot with, with just two people. Yes, and no sponsors. And no sponsors. I, 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 I don't know what the what the reads co- cost. I, I, I messaged Colin and like, listen, uh, just like you would love to sponsor the case. <laughs> you know, I'm sure Kirk would rather eat his own shit than, than have just Ducky as an ad read, but I would pay and I, and I would, I, I offered, you know, what, what, you know, imagine the I two did. fucking ads with a main wire and just Ducky on episode yeah. three. That would make me laugh. All right. Let, let's get into the listener yeah. questions. Ted Sarandis. How about starting a monthly Minifan legend show with you two and Tim in Canton on the network? You, me, and Tim doing a show. I like it. Yeah, uh, uh, two minute fans that I admire and I would I love to chat with. So yeah, absolutely, I would I would do that. Ted uh, Ted's asked, "What was your favorite? What was your best parody song? What's the one you're most proud of?" Holy shit! Um, you know the song I did for for the um, the first Madawaska show is a song you could actually play in your car and sing to the. the the traveling uh, Minahan show was, was a great show, song. Um, I couldn't do the, 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 I can't match Freddie Mercury's voice, but the Queen song was very good. Um, a lot of the songs about Mike's mom, I love just cause, the, cause I think they're really funny. I'm not saying that, that, that they're great songs, but um, I, th- I think if you, if you, if you um, put my library together, I, I think if there's some decent stuff there, but yeah, those are a couple of my favorites. The, um, Good. The, the the Queen song and and the Madawaska song. I had a lot of pride in that one because the Madawaska one was a was a big deal to me. That was a it was a hell of an adventure. Yeah, and you know that sort of almost 
might be sad looking. You know, you were in the inner sanctum then, and now you're still. Yeah. Yes, I was. Um, Drifted out. <laughs> Manners, I was thrown out by my balls. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, um, but that's what I said. Whenever there was a live show, I thought to myself, I need to write a song for the show. I did a song for Sako. I, you know, I, 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 you know they, they played those songs uh, when everyone was leaving, so no one really got to appreciate them. But trust me, um, it, in my brain, I think to myself, whenever there's a show, I want to write a song for that show. And I'm not going to do it anymore. Like I said, I I, I that 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 ship has sailed. I, I'm not going to sit, you know, write, record, um, and 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 I loved doing that stuff. But if you're not going to, if you're just going to shit on it, you know, the, the song for Carabas about um, um, getting his ass eaten, the Pink Floyd song I did, was fucking gold. Kirk heard five seconds of it, realized it was me, and we never heard it again. That song was a fucking winner, man. That was a great song, and 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 like I said, it, it is what it is. You know, I, um, I just don't do it anymore. That's all. Mm. Yeah, let's not but bring yeah, up that, that. Sako Gazi where Warden of the North is rightly still upset about those shows being, uh, sh- those songs being shit-canned. Uh, Ted always asks a lot of questions, but we'll get to them. Which will end first, KMS or the Blind Mike Project? I'm going to go the Blind Mike Project because it's not very good. Um, do you got thoughts on that, KMS or Blind Mike Project? Blind Mike Project will end first, but I'll say this: uh, Mike Mike uh, hit it out of the park with "Why Are You Laughing." Those shows are fucking awesome. He's he's having Great. fun. It's Great. it's informative. Great. Um. So, yeah, not the question, but anyway, you can go off top- yeah. topic if you like. I'm really looking That's forward to his uh, Jerry Lewis and Belushi episodes on "Why Are You Laughing." Yeah. I agree. Um. Do you? This is again from Ted. Do you think Montante's interview with TJ Hubbard will win any year-end podcasting awards? I got through about five minutes of that. It was it was pretty awful. Uh, so no, I don't. Did you listen? Do you listen to Montante? I, I haven't listened. I do, I do. But um, I, you know, it's it's. I, I I would listen to Montante and TJ Hubbard, two guys I, I both enjoy. I, I'll keep that for a day where I, I'm either home, working from home, or something like that, and I'll listen to that because yeah, yeah. those are two guys, and some, someone else may not enjoy it. But just the fact that it's those two guys who both of them I love and I would, you know, suckle them to my breast and, and, and feed them if they needed me. Um, I'll, I'll listen to what they have to say just because I, I like both those guys and I find them entertaining. TJ and I shared a loving embrace on the lake at Maine with oh. at um, Gig's farm, um, not farm, his property by the water yeah. there. That was T- a great video. TJ is a very sensual man, I have to say. TJ, TJ is, is a guy you'd want to – He's like in, in Empire Strikes Back where um where they cut open the Tauntaun and got inside. I wouldn't want to cut TJ open, but he's the guy I want to cuddle with in a tent if it was freezing outside. He's a bear. <laughs> he's, a, he's a hell of a bear. And he's a sweetheart. Uh, this is from Nipples, Gearhead Mike. Will Santazo, will Kevin be the official clothes, clothing sponsor for my next trip to America? As someone who shops <laughs> at Ju- Just Ducky for my great niece, he has an excellent selection of manners wear. Um, so do you have like really small stuff that would allow my rotund belly to fit in? So it's like women's stuff, we go from newborn to women's small, medium, and some large. For men's, we go from newborn boys up to men's small. So like I have some like bonobos suits manners that would fucking make you look stunning. You know, it's a men's small, um, but if you can fit in it and, 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 you know, there's some nice vineyard vines. There's some nice, um, you know, J. Crew. There's nice stuff there. Um, and if, if you know, I, it doesn't pay off for me to have – men don't shop that often. Women shop. But – 
but women, moms shop for their kids who are 18 or 14 in a size men's small. So if you could fit in my men's section, which is just men's small, no bigger <laughs> than that, you'd find some fucking gold manners. Really, yeah. really. I, I'm serious. Um, and yes, and yes, Gearhead Mike Nipples does come by and, and buy stuff for whether it's nieces or nephews or whatever they are. And um, and he does well. And, and, and it's always nice. He's, he's you know, I, when, when I love when many fans come by, whether even if it's not doing a shot, just to come by. And, and they're so supportive to buy something and to shoot the shit for a while. And for the most part, um, they're all pretty fucking cool. It's a pretty yeah. good group that, that follows Kirk around like fucking sheep. I would be inspecting those change rooms for um, cameras. Yeah. Anyway, Andy Mayo, Andy Mayo has asked, do oh you think Chris Clemmer still listens to KMS? What do you think, Kevin? What's the alternative? Listening to Barstool Drivel? Yes, of course he does. I agree. I, of course he does. He, he does. He, 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 he was he a fan. every show. I mean, it, it, the, the shows, are, even if It's even like heroin. You just can't kick it. Like, trust me. It's I, death. I, I, it's I am, death I, listening. That's it with heroin. I mean, <laughs> I'm dead to the show, and I love the show. You know, he, he's – I mean, he, at least his name is spoken. Your name's not spoken. You're, you're, the, little, you're the little guy. You know, I, I'm, you know I'm, I'm not spoken. It's, 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 it's funny to an extent, but at least Clemmer gets his name spoken. Clemmer is uh, – and, and he's torn apart and the stuff about his dad. It's funny. And if he has any sense of humor, he listens to it, and he's able to laugh with it. I would I like to see – mm, I would like to see Clemmer slip into some of Rico's vacated spots. So I think, you know – Clemmer could go into Barstool Pick'em with Dan and Dave now that Rico's going. Um, so, yeah, I think there's real opportunity. You know, I think Rico's opened the door for many opportunities for Chris. Um, well, I, hold on real quick. I, I don't think Chris has found his niche at Barstool. His niche was clearly more Kirk Speed uh, movies, stuff like that, uh, histories, you know. that that That's where Chris fit. Unfortunately, he went to a place where um, he's a – long skinny round peg in a square hole well put um andy mayo has just asked the worst fucking question i'd also like each of your top three all-time kms moments fuck off that is i'm just a fucking stupid question top threes i mean what are we fucking at a bar or something stupid fucking question mayo um ba can you discuss the 20 minute cream cameo what is this twenty-minute cream cameo, Kevin? So, and this is this is another thing where um, where where, where Kirk fucking another moment where he he shredded me. Um, someone asked me to join cameo. They want me to do a cameo for them. So I signed up, and then before I did a cameo, I said, "Kirk, is it okay? You know, would you would it bother you if I if I went on cameo?" And he said, "No, of course it doesn't bother me. Do whatever the fuck you want." But then when he found out that I opened the account before I asked him, he, he fucking hated me again. You know, it's 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 uh, Kirk's the kind of guy you could say a thousand nice things about him, and when you say one thing that's not nice about him, all he hears is that one thing. You know, and that's what makes Kirk's that's what makes Kirk Kirk, and and it's, I'm fine with it. But um, so people would would ask me to do a cameo, and in all honesty, any money I got from cameo, I was giving to um, my mom died of lung, lung cancer, so I was donating to cancer lung cancer research. Um, I only did a few of them, but you know, guys from uh, what is it, G G T E G V A, those guys, they would claim to be someone else and, and kind of trick me into doing a cameo, which I don't care. You're still paying me, and who gives a fuck if you if you if you're so um, when I did a cameo, like anything else, I put way too much time and effort into it. I didn't do a five minute video. My videos were long. I covered everything. Um, so yeah, I did I did one cameo uh, for those guys. 
of course, not knowing it was those guys, but still, I don't care. <laughs> and it was about some girl. They wanted me to like, really talk about cream and cum. And I made a filthy cameo. I thought it was really, really good, though. And um, they were all laughing. Oh, we tricked you. So what? I, I don't care that you tricked me. It was, I did what it came I'll do cameo for anyone, you know, as long as it's not like Billy Tibbetts. Um, I did another cameo, which I've never seen come out. And the, the guy wanted me to do a cameo for his – oh, I'm sorry. A girl wanted me to do a cameo for her husband who was a, a race car fan. Uh, and it's never come out. I don't know where it went. But I did this cameo where I was a race car driver. And manners, it was fucking brilliant. At the end, I open the, the, the helmet no, and I, I just pour milk. I pour milk on, onto my face as if it's you know um, a race car driver's semen. It was just it was, it was really good stuff. So I, I did a few cameos. Then when Kirk fought – you know, lost it that I'm, I'm doing these cameos and it's because I'm on his show. Um, I just, I just cut off cameo. I didn't do it anymore. Um, Sensible. But, well, good story. You know, uh, good question. Good yeah. story. Yeah. Yeah. BA really opened a little book of um, nonsense there. Well, we got, we got into it. Now, speaking of nonsense, Montante's asked a question. If you and Kevin were in a broken elevator and just, just sorry, just remember the, the sort of insane mind that has to come up with this question. If you and Kevin were in a broken elevator and the only way you guys could leave was if Kevin had to ejaculate with the physical assist assistance of manners, what would be the manner of sexual contact Kevin would choose? I don't get any say in this. I have to make you ejaculate. How do I do it? Yeah, I, mean, I don't think it would be hard. Um, you know, with my eyes closed, if you're blowing me or if you're jerking me off, I'd be fine with that. I wouldn't want Time. to... Um, I probably wouldn't want to be in your ass. Wouldn't want you in my ass. Um, if we well, if, had to, well, I guess I, I would. Mean, you've I, you've probably, got to ejaculate, so you, I, I wouldn't be in your ass unless I was jerking you off. Well, at the no, same no. Time. So, sometimes it would be like um, jerking you off and being fucking you at the same time. Well, yeah, and, and a lot of times people have the, their their erogenous zone is in, is in their asshole. That's there, true. There are people that have said that just, your just spot having, up your ass. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I I've you know, not so much guys, but I've had um, you know. I've heard girls, um, I guess for the for the better part of it, would say to finger me while they're blowing me, and it really caused like a Roman candle effect. I was like, "Wow, that's really impressive." Um, not thinking that I had anything in my asshole that was, but but something they they hit some kind of button. But yeah, I guess I would say you would either blow me or you would jerk me off, and either one of those ways we would accomplish what we needed to accomplish to get out of that fucking elevator. Yeah. Mm. So blowjob or handjob, either way, we're, we're good. Good question, Montante. Ned Snark, yeah. any Christmas sales at Just Ducky? Right now we are doing uh, any tag in the store uh, with no date on it, which means it's last season, 25% off for kids, 30% off for women's, and then uh, blue tags and gray tags up through Christmas are 20% off. So, yeah, there's a, we're moving a lot of stuff and trying to get room for next season's clothing. So, uh, yeah, a lot of Patagonia, North Face, um, a lot of nice jackets are coming and going these days. Yeah, yeah, so quite, quite, quite a lot of sales, Ned Snark. Good, thank you, Ned. Uh, Ross, Ned, Ned has some new grandkids, so he, he could definitely take care of them. Roscoe, Captain Hungwell was the best caller bit in EEI history. Did Kirk give you that idea, or did you come up with it yourself? No, um, that was mine. Captain Hungwell was mine. Gam Gam was mine. Elmo was mine. Now, trust me, there were times where either Chris Curtis would say, hey, listen, Kirk wants um, Gam Gam to call in or Kirk wants Elmo to call in, and um, and, and I would. And it, there was a time where Chris Curtis was fucking great. 
I would call in at any given moment. Um, I had like a, a, a line to EEI that I wouldn't have to wait in any kind of line. I would just get put right on. Um, but that was, I'm sure, behind the scenes. Wow, how things have doing. changed now. Kind yeah, yeah, yep. Um, and then even – I will say this though. Um, I I was going to call in the day that, that Steve from Providence and Tim from Canton were on Kirk's show and I had my own bit. And uh, Kirk said um, it would be great if, uh, if the mechanic – called in the mechanic that fucked Steve's wife. And um, so, I mean, I, I came up with my own things he said and the, the, the choice to make him uh, really a banger out to make him, uh, you know, it was whatever he was, Scottish, whatever he was. But yeah, that, that, that one was Kirk's idea. And, and, you know, and Kirk's instincts are usually pretty on the money. And that was, like I said, I think one of the funniest calls of all time. All right. Roscoe also asked me, your show seems stale and predictable. Do you feel that way as well? Roscoe, we went through this last show. I know your agenda. I do not feel my show is stale and predictable. In fact, it's never been less stale because every week I have a different co-host on. So, again, with your stupid takes and your stupid agenda, um, you just uh, whatever. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad you listen. Um, but, yeah, wrong again. Um and, and Blind Owl asked, how many times has Kevin tried to call? Well, we talked about that before, so we got the answer. Um, uh, just an update, the, the next guest co-host I'm in a fandom will be uh, Yelling Men, Men as Brendan, so we'll record next week. Maybe I'll get a third on. Maybe it'll be a, a, a Legends panel, so to speak. Um, so I like to end Mina Fandom, Kevin, with, um, you know, what have Red's parents been watching in heaven or what are they missing out on, whatever. It's just a, a segment dedicated to pop culture and Red's parents, Red's now deceased parents. Um, yeah. Before we get into that, is there anything you want to get off your chest about the show? Uh, I think we've covered everything, but is there anything, you know? Yeah, I, 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 oh, I can tell you a story that I've never told before. Okay, let's do it. And, um. It's it's really interesting and really kind of out of the blue, but um, in April of 2017, I got a phone call, and um, it was an older gentleman, and, and he, he wanted to talk to me, so he'd heard me on Kirk and Callahan, and I was I didn't know who it was, and he said, um, I've heard all your stuff, and I want to tell you how proud of you I am. It was Peter Minahan. Very proud of me. Proud of someone. I don't know. I don't know. Is that a joke? <laughs> yes, of course it's a joke. Jesus Christ, I just made that up. I don't fucking – I don't have anything I want to get off my chest, manners. <laughs> I, I did enjoy um, the, 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 the story Kirk relayed about oh, – I, now I get the joke. Um, uh, yes, I'm sure Peter called a lot of I'm, – I'm sure Peter called Adam Minahan a lot and said how proud he was of him. Um, but – you know, Kirk. I'm, was sure, I'm sure he's very proud of Kirk too. I, I, I mean, maybe he's not the kind of guy that says it, but I, I, um, Kirk's a pretty smart and pretty successful guy. I'm sure his father was very proud of him. Uh, that that joke was just a little fun. Well, I guess he got to see Kirk's success just before he passed away um, on the radio, and um, that Kirk told the nice story of when his dad was going down to Maryland and worked for that company, and they had the free cereal, and that was a lovely, yes. sweet story. And you know, I lost yes. my father twenty years ago, and um, yeah, I just you know those sort of moments you remember from your deceased parents do stick with you. Um, I, I, I also I like that story a lot. It, it didn't seem like much at the time, but um, you know, my my mom died December eighteenth. Uh, 2018. It's almost December 18th. Uh, I, I I get emotional uh, this time of year, 
anyway, and I'm an emotional person. But when I hear stories about people's parents who passed away, and I think of my own mom who passed away, who was, who was my mom was like my person. You know, mm. she fucking she thought I was. She's the reason that I went to try off and go do things because she thought that I was better than I was. Were you, you as know, close as thought, Mike and his mum? Blind Mike and his uh, mum. I never fucked my mother, but we <laughs> were very very close. I, I think if I if I pushed it, I probably could have. You know, I I you know I I never I never. <laughs> offered or, or you know or tried but um yeah we were very close very very close mm. so yeah, um, yeah I mean, no that 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 story that story also um it seemed like nothing but it hit home for me yeah i mean i was only 20 odd when my father passed away so i never really got those times so i enjoyed that's, hearing that's, that that's too young um it's too young to lose your dad that sucks manners i'm sorry all right so um well we're ending on an upper so let's get into pop culture i'm going to start um, because I've been watching some great stuff. So Andor, I finished that. Go and watch it if you haven't seen it. I haven't I s- seen it. Go and watch it. I saw Wakanda Forever yesterday, and I, I'm a bit late to the party, but I enjoyed it. Um, I'm, I'm never like – I'm not one of those Marvel obsessives, but if I can yeah. go and have a good time and sort of switch off from the outside world for a couple of hours or like three hours like most Marvel movies now, yeah. um, Wakanda yeah. Forever achieved that. Have you seen it? No, no, I, 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 I read comics my whole life. I appreciate the Marvel movies, but I don't live and die by them. Um, the things that I've watched recently that I loved, uh, White Lotus. Oh, um, yes, season two. Uh, I, I, I'm, the next, next week is the finale, and um, it, it's, I don't know if it's as good as season one, but it's great. It's a lot of fun. Um, uh, um, I'm watching Fleisch, Fleischman in Trouble, which is, oh, I think, on Hulu over there and on Disney in Australia. Really good. Um, with Claire Danes and um, I can't remember who the actor is, but that's good. Fleischman in trouble. Uh, have you seen Yellow Jackets? Yes, I saw season one, uh, not season two. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, that's, that was that was that was great. It was I, unexpected. I watched it kind of out of the blue. But I'll tell you what I watched, and um, my kids are like, "Dad, are you crying?" I'm like, "How are you not crying?" I watched um, the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special, which <laughs> I'm a sucker for for. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, anyway, where where you know, of course, uh, Star Lord's mother dies to basically start the movie, and then the the, the problems with his father. It's like it's like Star Lord and I have a lot of connections, I guess. Um, but but the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special was wonderful. If, really? Because I, if you I watch watched it, I watched movies, it, I watched it, and I thought it was amusing, but a bit yeah, it didn't do a lot for me. Like it was it was one of those things that kind of just drifted by. I didn't mind the premise. I don't want to spoil it, but right, Kevin yeah. It certainly wasn't like those things can go the way of the Star Wars Christmas special where they're awful, and it certainly wasn't awful. Well, I, I think it's okay to have – it was like a, you know, this frivolous plot line, um, and it's just a lot of fun, and I thought it was – you know, had some nice emotions to it. I didn't expect anything out of it. When I watched it, I was totally caught by surprise with how much I, I enjoyed it because I was not expecting to enjoy something they obviously threw together pretty quickly. And um, like I said, it's that time of year for me too. I can watch um get emotional you know Christmas certain movies mom, this time I'm dying just before Christmas yeah yeah put mm. it all together and you've got um do you have a rash quite... under the tree or something not yet no she's she's buried but I'm gonna I'm gonna dig her up and get those ashes and good idea. Nice with them this year yeah I like oh. um doing that um and yeah finally I finally finished Nathan for you the show that Kurt oh, recommended that's a that's a I, I was on that trip a long time ago that's a great show and that I, guy's really funny. One of my my favorite episode, I think, is I think right near the end when uh, Nathan Field is doing a Jimmy Kimmel 
spot and he says whenever he goes on those talk shows he's not funny so he's going to try and you know orchestrate so this one actually is funny and um you know that that sort of you know generates a whole ton of madness um but yeah so that's my pop culture wrap up um kevin like we've gone so long like i didn't think we'd have much to talk about we're an hour and 20 minutes in almost uh, it's been great to catch up you know i've said yeah, some horrible yeah. things to you during this recording but overall I, you know i love you i think you got a huge heart um you know you you are like a gold standard minifan. fan um you know i love the way you um yeah i just love everything about you so thanks for coming on the show oh, I, I, I whenever you need me if you ever want me um, it's a pleasure. I, I also think that you're one of the guys who um, genuinely loves the show, cares about the show, cares about the world, all the people in it. Um, you came to fucking America. I mm. mean, to, to be with us for a little while. That's 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 special. That's you know you you um you're up there, man. It's good. It's good shit. All righty, well, listeners, thanks for downloading and listening to Minna Fandom. Um, a lot of great feedback from the last episode with Lauren Lynn, but if you didn't catch it, go back and listen to it. I'll be back next week. Um, so uh, that's it from Manners. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, man. Merry Christmas. Yeah! <laughs> he fucked up a man down under. <laughs>